horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and we're here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. So if you're looking for your flower show, you missed it, because we're talking nothing about horses and how to turn that and translate that into a pocket full of cash for this upcoming weekend. We're back in the saddle again, and it feels good to be back in the groove. Winter is starting to showcase with... Some of the best three-year-olds in the country, they're starting to run, so don't get your hopes up just too soon yet, but they're starting to show their face a little bit, and it's starting to get to be about the time where you uh, you want to start uh, rolling that bankroll up and plotting ahead for uh, for the best, for the best in thoroughbred action in the country. Gulfstream is flowing, and uh, Aqueduct, they're doing battle in the cold, and I believe there's a snowstorm up there as well. Fairgrounds is heating up. Oakland Park is about ready to kick up racing again. That will happen tomorrow. It's all happening, and Winning Ponies is ready for you. And the one show for 2009 that you need to mark up on your calendar is Winning Ponies because we're not just located for one track, one race, or just a season. We cover all of the races from yo to go, from coast to coast. The best is actually out there. Before we actually kick on to anything, and especially talk about our biggins. I love to talk about the biggins. No, it's not a man's magazine. It's actually the big winners in the last seven days actually taking place at Winning Ponies. Winning Ponies is stepping up this year. They are stepping up in a major way. They are going to be heard on the Horse Player World Series circuit. They are sending me, Ed Meyer, to play in the Horse Player World Series in February at the Orleans. This is a big doing, and... I'm going to be using Winning Ponies information to guide my handicapping. You heard it right here. They are stepping up. They are sending me out there. I'm going to do battle with the best in the country. That's at the Orleans, and that's about the third week of February, the Horse Player World Series. There's still plenty of room, so if you want to take your shot, I would say definitely sign up. You can call Linda Ferris at the Orleans. That's the Horse Player World Series. Winning Ponies sending me, Ed Meyer, out there. And we are going to do battle with the best in the land. Tonight is our special guest. We're going to have an all-around man of racing, Mr. John McDillan. That usually comes in the second segment. Probably keep him on for the third. Johnny, is uh, he's one for the ages. He writes for the Daily Racing Forum. Charts for Equibase. And I'm going to let him explain everything that goes into that. But when you actually read in the program about where a horse was at each quarter in the comment line, that's all John McDillan. He's called races and a great caller. Daddy's got a perfect voice for it. Stakes coordinator. So when you see all the fancy races put together, it's John. Whatever track he's working at, he's worked as a stakes coordinator. Professional handicapper on radio and TV. That's Mr. John McDillan. He's going to be joining us in the second and third segment. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. So uh, you can kind of be looking forward to that. I'm going to kick off this week with our trivia question in the first segment because I want to give you plenty of time to study. And here's our number here, one 346 Once again, one 346 Trivia question of the week. Who is North America's leading rider? Who is North America's leading rider? If you give me a call, they can shoot you right on board, and you will win some really cool 
winning ponies gear, and I say the hats are some of the best in the business. I love, you'll never see me without my winning ponies hat. I love the way it really sits. It's really cool, and we'll send you out a shirt. Well, we might even send you out two shirts. You're going to be all geared up, and it's all winning ponies. And once again, it's one 346 And it's who is North America's leading rider? Not going to ask you where, when, how many, what you got. You just got to tell me who it is. Once again, one 346 Around the ovals this past week, legendary turf rider Joe Hirsch passes away at 80 years old. Joe Hirsch, whose talent with a pen was only surpassed by his unwavering respect and admiration he received from his peers and those he covered, died on Friday in New York City at age 80. Often called the Dean of Turf Riders, Hirsch began his turf riding career in 1948 when a feature on trainer Tommy Root Sr. appeared in the Morning Telegraph. And he joined the DRF in 1954 as a Chicago-based reporter and served as the forum's executive columnist in 74 and retired in December of 2003. Echoing Lou Gehrig's farewell Yankee speech, Hirsch wrote in his final column, I feel like I'm the luckiest feller in the world. I fell in love with racing 50 years ago, and I've had the glorious opportunity of making it my life's work, and I've loved every minute of it. Joe, you're definitely going to be missed. And you're one of the ambassadors of the sport, probably the sport, the best the sport has ever had. And that was quoting uh, Bill Knack, an Eclipse Award-winning turf rider. It was an unofficial duty, but wherever he went, he wore his crown and he held it up. He held it with a lot of pride. So we've lost legendary turf rider Joe Hirsch, passing away at 80 years old in New York City this past week. Joe, we will think about you from each and every time they cross the wire. Thoroughbred Times this week in Kentucky, VLTs, that stands for Video Lottery Terminal. Greg Stumbo, after being named the House Speaker, followed through on a promise to introduce legislation that will allow VLTs at the state's racetracks. How sweet it is. They're facing a $456 million deficit. So what that translates is they need money. It's either raise the taxes and the Kentuckians are just going to take a beating or actually come out with VLTs. It only makes sense. Greg Stumbo, hats off to you. Let's see if you live up to your uh, word, my friend, as the House Speaker. And if you come through with that, I think the constituents of Kentucky are going to be very pleased that you are in office. Right across the river, Ohio's leaders may support gaming. With the troubled economy, people are not finding the taxing the folks are the answer. Ohio Governor Ted Strickland's stance against the spread of legalized gambling in the Buckeye State may be weakening. Ted Strickland took a stance of, no way, Jose, isn't going to happen. He's quoted on the front page of the Cleveland Plain Dealer saying, I can tell you if our economy was robust and growing and we were seeing job development occur, that wouldn't be his preference. But he's a realist and he understands. He sees a projected $7 billion shortfall in the Ohio budget over the next two years What's he doing? He's looking at gambling. I love it. It's starting to spread, which means there's going to be bigger purses. There's going to be bigger, bigger pots for the horsemen to run at, which gets more people into the game. So kudos, Kentucky and Ohio. You've got your head out of the sand. It's about time. Don't tax the people. Let's, let's let, them, let them have a little fun. If, if actually VLTs, casino gaming is the answer, which I think in a, I think in a sense it may not be the the – the cure-all, but I think definitely it's, 
it's going to be uh, a good portion of the dam that's going to be cracked and filled. And uh, I, I think that uh, we don't need to tax anybody any further. This past week, go-between dies after a workout. Peter Vesco's homebred go-between winner of the 2008 Pacific Classic died January 12th following a workout at Payson Park as the result of a heart problem. Six-year-old son of Point Given, trained by Bill Mott, won 8 of 27, earning $2.9 million. Not too shabby. I definitely remember go-between winning the Virginia Derby, the Fayette Stakes, the Palm Beach Stakes, the Sunshine Millions. Unbridled Breeders' Cup, you name it, go-between was there. He was being pointed towards this year's Sunshine Millions as a prep for the Santa Anita Handicap. He pulled up after six furlongs at Payson Park, and he just didn't cool out good, and go-between no longer with us. But your memories are, we're definitely going to remember you being there. This weekend, what are we going to do? We are going to be going to the races, but before we do that, let me run down real quickly of the biggins. The biggins are the races that actually, in the last seven days, the last seven days, Winning Ponies, and you can dig it up on their site at www.winningponies.com, and it's free to get in. It's free to check it out. The last seven days. Let me run down just a few just to let you uh, see what's been actually going on. January 10th on a Saturday, 87 total biggins were there. Only going to mention a few. Race 7 in Santa Anita, the Super High Five Key, 45250 bucks. Race 3 at Gulfstream Park, a Super Key, 21000 plus. Race 6 at Tampa, a Super Effective for over $11,000. If you see the variation in tracks, it's because we're not just limited to one circuit. We're not just limited to one race. Sunday, January 11th, there were 68 total. Wait a minute. Am I reading this correctly? Aqueduct races four for nine. The pick six, 24,133. The pick six was taken down by winning ponies. So if you were paying attention, you could have gotten a piece or the whole entire thing. Who knows? Maybe you did. Golden Gate on the same day as the pick six. Race number five, the super high five, over $7,000. Gulfstream Park race 10, the super key, over $3,000. As I said, there were 68 total on the day. I'm only mentioning two or three. Monday, January 12th, 23 total biggins were smacked. One to mention, Philadelphia Race 9, a super key, over $6,000. Tuesday, January 13th, many people don't play on Tuesdays. They just say, you know, I'm not going to really play. You know, there's really not a lot of big races running. Wrong. 36 total biggins were hit. Turf Paradise, race number six. Superfecta, over $2,700. Penn National, race number three. Trifecta, over $2,500. Beulah, Bouncing Beulah, race number six, a Superfecta, 1,600 clams. Wednesday, January 14th, 26 total bingans were hit. Gulfstream Park, race number seven, a Superfecta, 17,000 beans. That is big money, ladies and gentlemen. Santa Anita, race number five, a Superfecta key, over $7,400. Then on Thursday, January 15th, 24 of them total, 24 bingans total, Tampa Bay races 3, 4, and 5. Tampa Bay Super over 3,400 in race 3. And race number 4, 2,300 in race number 5, 1,500. You can check it out. It is there for you to see. It is free for you to see. And you can check it out and see it for yourself. The predictions do not lie. Winning ponies can make your day a winning one. When luck is just not enough, you need to dig up winning ponies. Also, this week for the weekend stakes, we're going to take a look at Friday, the Dixieland Stakes at Oakland Park. 
the Genesis at Delta, the Triple Sec at Delta, the Overnight at Tampa Bay. On Saturday afternoon, we got the Grade 3 Mr. Prospector at Gulfstream Park, the Grade 2 Fernando at Santa Anita, the Grade 2 Santa Ynez, the Cal Derby at Golden Gate, the Cincinnati Trophy at Turfway, the Dania Beach at Gulfstream Park, the Evening Attire at Aqueduct, the Fireplug at Laurel, the Gasparilla at Tampa Bay, the La Senora at Sunland Park, and the Pasco Stakes at Tampa Bay, and the Truly Bound at Fairgrounds. So we got a full docket of racing. It's out there. It is this weekend. So it is there for your taking. But before you go to the track, dial up www.winningponies.com and make sure that you take a look and see what your favorite tracks that you're going to be playing and I guarantee they will make it a winning day, and they will make it a much easier day. It goes for the novice all the way up to the hardcore handicapper. Well, it is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking with the man, the myth, the legend, one of the best guys in racing, Mr. John McDoolin. So stay tuned for more action here on Winning Ponies. Save a horse, cowboy. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Beauty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. We're here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you're on, talking about the sport of kings. I thought the trivia question once again, who is North America's leading rider? Who is North America's leading rider? Dial us up at one 346 9144 and we will hook you up with some cool winning ponies gear. 
And speaking of cool, we've got a man online here, hopefully. We're going to be talking with him. He's a man, a myth. He does many, many jobs, and we are very pleased to have him. Once again, Winning Ponies is pleased to have Mr. John McDoolin on as our special guest. John, are you with us? I'm here, Ed. How are you doing? Very well, sir. Hey, thanks for taking your time to be with us, John. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. Well, you know, I've kind of built you up as, uh, as kind of a, a man with many hats here, and <laughs> as we both well know, we've known each other for a few years now, and uh, the, the hats, uh, DRF, charting for Equibase, you take it from there, and uh, tell us a little bit about John McDowell. Well, I started out um, actually uh, announcing. The first announcing job was at uh, Birmingham in like 1990, and then uh, worked at Fairmeadows at Tulsa, did the morning line there, did the morning I ended up uh, working for Equibase, did the morning line at Remington Park, did tip sheets at Canterbury in the morning line there, um, did uh, tip sheets all over the place. Um, uh, at Birmingham also did the morning line there they, uh, with Equibase, did uh, work for the form. Worked in the racing office, um, was a stakes coordinator there, um, done a lot of TV and radio in the Midwest, you know, pretty much um, all that. I worked from tracks from, I, I, I figured it out one day, I said, I think it's been 32 tracks total with Equibase that I've, between announcing and Equibase that, I, that I've been at and worked at, uh, sometimes for as little as a week, but, you know, filling in for vacations or whatever. Well, hence is the life. It's kind of a transient lifestyle overall, but uh, I think you've uh, you, you've been called into uh, some very unique and uh, some cool uh, cool jobs. When you talk about uh, writing for the Daily Racing Forum, where can we find your pieces? Uh, DRF dot com. And actually, I, I was amazed. I, I write for uh, River Downs and Beulah, and and the reason that I met River Downs and Beulah is that's home. I've got, as you know, four kids, and and when the kids were younger, I ran all over the country. Uh, working for Equibase, and, and I got to the point where I said, you know, that's it. The only way I'm going to do it is if I can stay home and, and have a local circuit, and so that's what I do. Um, I also write for Presque Isle Downs, and I write for Indiana uh, Hoosier and Indiana Downs. And some of the some of the articles uh, Presque Isle Downs make it to, I was amazed. I, I Googled one time. My son told me to. And uh, they're translated into Japanese and Russian. I, I was just amazed. Some of, some of the big races up there. Um, that that have uh, implications for uh, for the big races in the fall. Um, you know they're on ESPN.com and and a lot of places. So when we read the the program and we read the comment lines, that's you. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, that's what Equibase does. Um, pretty much everything. That's that's what Equibase does. Everything in the program from you know the times of the race. You know we collect those and put them in there. Um, from the from the time the race is drawn in the racing office and it's put in the computer, you know the post positions go in the program. The you know the day of the race, the number of the race, number of horses in the race, um, the times of the race. And I actually um, and it, you know we put all the changes in before the race. And then I actually uh, when the race begins, um, as soon as the as soon as the gate opens. Well, let me start before that. When the horses are out on the track, you have to warm them up. Which is the same thing you do as an announcer. You have to, even though there's saddle cloths now, you have to pretty much memorize the, the colors that the jockeys are wearing. Just because you know sometimes there's three or four horses across the track, and and you can't see the saddle cloth. So so you've got to memorize those, you know. And um, as soon as the gate opens, then there's a guy sitting there. The guy I work with will write down, you know, what I what I say. I'll tell him, 
you know, how the horses come out of the gate. You give them a couple, you know, they, they get a couple jumps, and then you tell them, you know, from first to last who the horses are. And you're watching the horse, uh, the races, the entire race, you're watching the horses. Um, then there's points of call, which you get in your program, and that'll tell you, uh, you know, at the first point, you know, the one was in front by a half a length, the two was second by, you know, an on back. And at each point of call, you do that. And then at the end of the race, uh, you call the finish, although the, the official photo finish comes down, but we always do that. And just in case, every once in a while, there'll be a malfunction of, of the photo finish equipment, and that way you've got it. And as you know, at River Downs, we've had a couple times where the electric has gone out in the summertime, and if, if you don't do that, you know, there's no way. You, there's no electric, so nobody's taping it, and so either you get it right or, you know, there, there's no record of the race, so... Um, and then you watch the horses as they gallop out. You check and make sure you know all of them are doing okay. Make sure every jockey's got his whip when they come back to the to uh, be unsaddled. You check them and make sure they're not bleeding, you know, uh, from the nostrils, and, and just check and see if there's anything, you know, abnormal you can see. So you're basically um, Big Brother. Now we know who to put the finger on if we don't like what we see now. Well, I can't, you know, if you handicap, that's not my problem. All, all I do is tell what happens during the race. But, yeah, you know, you actually get a lot of that because you, you'd be amazed at people that say, oh, my goodness, you, this happened to my horse or that happened to my horse, and, you know, you don't have anything about it. And, and I always ask people, well, you know, why don't we come up and we'll watch the replay? Because usually when people hear that, they hear it from jockeys. And, you know, we're not going to get started on my opinion for jockeys, but... You be Usually, sweet. you put a hit in there. The, okay. the owner hears it from the jockey. Oh, you know, <laughs> he practically fell down, and you know, this happened and that happened, and you know, in reality, nothing happened. They just, you know, they embellish, they embellish yes, a little bit. Exactly. Okay, oh. uh, known to all your friends is Mac, and I've known you for a few years, and I wanted to ask you, how did you actually get kicking in the great sport of thoroughbred racing? Well, you know, it's something I've wanted to do. My my grandfather was a a butcher. He owned a butcher shop, and, and back in the old days, I'm 47, so 40-something years ago, probably 43 years ago, because I was like three or four, um, almost all businesses were closed on Sunday and Monday. Well, Sunday was always family day, so we'd go to my grandparents. My parents were really young when I was born. They were like 17. So we would go to my grandparents on Sunday, and inevitably um, I would want to stay all night with my grandpa because his day off was also Monday. Well, my grandpa was a gambleaholic. And every Monday he would go to the racetrack, and I would be sworn to secrecy that, you know, we were going to go to the racetrack, but not to tell Grandma all about the horses that I saw. I, I, I did it one time, and that was the last time because he, he threatened not to take me ever again. But so, so we uh, we, we went, and, and I couldn't believe, you know, the, the announcer at River Downs back in, you know, that I, I think it might have been Terry Wallace, who's now at Oakland, or it might have been Mike Battaglia, who's at. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure who the announcer was, but I said, Grandpa, who is that? And he said, that's the announcer. I said, you mean he gets paid to, to announce the horses? And, and he said, yeah. And I was just amazed that somebody would actually get paid to watch the races and call the horses. And I said, you know, that's, what I, that, uh, that's the greatest job in the world. I, you know what? I think it might be the hardest job in the world. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I have a newfound respect for race callers. I will never, ever... Uh, to to this day, or in days future, I will never ever smirch anyone's name out to race calling. 
Never. <laughs> I got my little baptism by fire this summer, and, and I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I, I don't think you're going to confuse me with Tom Durkin, but uh, it's one of the scariest jobs because, actually, those horses move, John. I mean, they don't stand in the same spot. Yes, yes they do, and, and sometimes they move quick. And they, The problem is when they switch, you know, where you're back towards the back, and all of a sudden when a horse comes running up, you don't expect them to be there. It's like, you know, it. it it can confuse you. That's why, you know, studying the colors and, you know, it's, it takes time. Um, I've been doing it for like 18 years with Equibasin. Actually, uh, you haven't stayed up in, in our office very long, but charting is a little bit more difficult because when you're announcing and you don't know who a horse is, you can always go to the front and start over. But when you're, when you're charting the horses, you have to know, who, you know, each one is basically. So uh, I'm going to spend a little more time uh, down there with you because uh, after my, uh, as I said, baptism by fire this year, I I swore it off. But uh, I'm I'm a little more confident. I'll I'll come up there and spend a little more time with you. You'll probably hate it a little bit more, but I'll enjoy it just the same. But, John, I have to ask you a couple of of hard questions, one of them being, you know, for the next generation of players, what does racing need to do to keep the game alive? You know, that's one of the things. There's one of the things is they've got to make it. You know, a triple crown winner would help. We've talked about this before. When I was when I was a kid, I was born in '61, so I got to see Secretariat, and then the other two in '76, '77. And it's you know, I mean, that was from then on, from Secretariat on. There's no way you could drag me away from horse racing. I mean, that was, you know, and and we just haven't had that in such a long time. And the way the media is now, I mean, every you know, in the 90s and, and early 2000, when we had uh, all the horses went in two or three, they made such a, you know, I don't know, they just overblew it so much that, you know, every year it was like they were trying to have a Triple Crown winner, but, you know, you know I don't know. Um, you know, the tracks need to get the kids involved and, and get kids going to the track. I, if, I, if my grandpa hadn't taken me to the track all the time, my dad was big into it also. So Like we both did. Yeah. Exactly, exactly like we both started out. We need more of that. It's almost like take a kid to the track day. I know it probably uh, would go against the grain of many pay, many uh, parents, I should say, but actually just take them out there, not for the gambling aspect, but the beauty of the pageantry and the whole sport itself. Exactly. I, I remember when I was in high school, I, I used to go out to the track when I had no money and just sit there. I, I'd go out there with my ex-wife. Well, obviously, I was... You know, 16, she wasn't my ex-wife then. we just go and, and buy a Coke and just sit and watch the races because I just love watching the horses. I mean, I love watching them race. And, and uh, you know, if to get, you know, kids there, that that's one thing. And then, I mean, when you go to the track, you know, basically it's a, it's a bunch, uh, not a the majority of people, you know, I'm trying to use my filter here, Ed. The majority <laughs> of people oh, are... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I want what's up, uh, Mac. I want, I want unfiltered Mac. I mean, no, this, this is what it's you about. You know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We've got 30 more seconds. It is time to head into a break. Since you are one of the best handicappers that I've actually came across with in many, many years, it would be our honor if you would stay on and be a professional handicapper for the week. I'd love to. All right. All right. We are time to head up to another break. When we return, we're going to be talking more with Mr. John McDoolin. He's going to be a professional handicapper giving out some steamers for the weekend. So get your pencils ready and join us here for more action on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No 
holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You have a stroke. You may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes. And the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine. And the next... Your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1 888 stroke today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Hey, Dad. What? Can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here. Let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing? Educational videos, top quality, right here. You'll never hear anyone selling education on the street. But with free family learning programs, you can get the education you need. Call 1-877-FAMLIT-1 for information on free learning programs. 1-877-FAMLIT-1. Check it out, check it out. Your GED right here, guaranteed, ma. Come on, check it out. Free family learning programs from the National Center for Family Literacy. Brought to you by the National Center for Family Literacy and the Ad Council. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. The people who provide Care One Credit Counseling Services know how to help you get out of debt and get on with your life. So call now, 800-801-1439. That's 800-801-1439. We can help you stop the collection calls, pay off your debt sooner, and save up to 57% every month. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. Call for licensing details. Get out of debt and get on with your life. Gather up your bills and talk to the people who can help, to the people who care. Call Care One Credit Counseling now. 800-801-1439. 800-801-1439. That's 800-801-1439. Are you self-employed or do you run a small business? Then you wear a lot of hats. 
You're the CEO, sales manager, benefits manager, and sometimes even the janitor. You need to know about the National Association for the Self-Employed. The NASE offers you access to affordable health insurance, dental plans, vision plans, income protection plans, and term life insurance. They even provide access to business advice, tax advice, and emergency road service. Insurance plans are provided by the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company, North Richland Hills, Texas. And there are some exclusions and limitations. So call now to learn how we can help your small business grow. 800 800- 327-0580 800-327-0580 Not licensed in New York Policy Series on file and association membership is required Call now 800-327-0580 800-327-0580 You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host Ed Meyer Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. And joining me is this week's special guest, Mr. John McDoolin. Johnny, how you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Ah, oh, excellent, excellent. Enjoyed asking you questions about racing and learning more about you. Real quick, I'm going to toss it out the trivia question of the week once again. Who is North America's leading rider? Dallas up at one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Once again, one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. And we'll hook you up with some really cool winning ponies gear. Nice hat, a t-shirt. We'll make you look all cool, handsome, spiffy. And you'll probably look like you know what you're doing because you got Winning Ponies gear on, and it is all for the taking. Mac, you are sitting in the hot seat for our usual man, Dangerous Dan, but Jane, Dangerous Mac, Madman Money Mac, can get the job done because you've been asked more than once to do it for radio, TV, and all points in between. Mac, where do we begin this weekend for some of John McDoolin's hot plays? Well, uh, the eighth race, eighth race at Aqueduct, on Saturday, the uh, 90th running of the evening attire handicap for three-year-olds and up. Um, I look at listen here, Barrier Reef. He, he's got the most recent best form, um, a buyer of 100, one by two and three quarters. Uh, he had a big move in that race. He was he was pretty far back. I think uh, with Brilliant Sun in there and Barcola, I think there's plenty of speed for him to run at, and I look for Barrier Reef to win the, uh, the uh, evening attire. Actually, it fits for the horse of the course. Four starts, three wins. Ramon Dominguez, second start off a layoff. I, I, you know, the more I look, the more I like Johnny, and uh, I like Brilliant Sun. And, uh, Mac, I have to say, I mean, you swayed me just on the call there. And speaking about sway, we got to squeeze him in because this guy ran away. He took a little vacation, so you actually wouldn't have to do the show with us. But uh, we've got a, more than an ample, uh, ample partner here with me. We've got Dangerous Dan is holding. Dangerous, welcome to Winning Ponies. What's happening, Ed? How's it, how is it down in Florida land, my it's friend? It's a little chilly. It was 54 degrees today, mm-hmm. but I still got 18 in, and I made it to the track for a little bit. So it's not too bad. Okay, you're not Arnold Palmer. We want to hear your dangerous Dan horse plays now. I got two quick ones for you, Ed. Uh, we're going to go out. I'm actually going to be at Tampa Bay down tomorrow. All right. They're the fourth at Tampa Bay. I'm going to 16,000. Now winners of two lifetime. Take a look at the four here. Dr. Karina. Dr. Karina is a four-year-old filly. 
uh, daughter of Point Given, trained by Thomas Proctor and ran by and rode by leading rider Daniel Centeno. Uh, if you look at the uh, last start there, it was uh, claiming 50, uh, maiden going a mile on the turf. Won it pretty easily. Uh, it was a long drive. It says all out. I wouldn't really let that stay. Thomas Proctor, when he gets him going, uh, he might want to stick with him for a couple. This horse came out in the race at Churchill before that. It was made in special weight. Only lost by a length and a half. was five wide in that race. And the horses that ran second and third in the, that race back in November 14th, both came back and won. So I think this horse exits a live race. Hey, and Danny, think, Danny, uh, I'm going to yeah. have to rudely interrupt you. Your phone line is in and out, and we can hardly hear you. Well, that's but, fine, Ed. But no, no it, I am getting it on the uh, line here from Manuel. He is letting me know. We wish you nothing but the best of luck if you're hearing it from us. And, uh, and once again, thanks for the call, and I just wish we heard more of you. That's been dangerous, Dan. <laughs> okay, Mac, we are back at it. He called in with some Tampa Bay plays, and I was willing to. That was my hearing, and I was starting to get worried there. And I, I, <laughs> I was too. I, I really didn't know what to expect, and I thought we, you know somebody pushed the bozo button on him. But uh, good handicapper, and he's at Tampa, and it's fifty-five down there, and you know, and we're stuck in the cold. But Mac, where do we go? Though. We go from the eighth at Aqueduct. We got the evening attire. Where you where are you taking us next? Uh, the 11th at uh, Turfway Park on Saturday is the uh, six and a half furlong Cincinnati Trophy. It's for three-year-old fillies, and I love betting three-year-old races this time of year because I think you know wh- one of the big things for me is, is usually when a horse and the six and a half furlong distance is good because I like a horse turning back off maybe a mile, um, and, and also uh, uh, you can kind of look back to their two-year-old form. And, and when you go to the buyers and, the, and pretty much any kind of speed figure, you can figure that they'll they'll increase their best race as a three-year-old will be, or early in the three-year-old season, will be ten points better than, say, a race now will be ten points better than, say, a race. And, you know, I, I usually cut it off at, like, mid-November. Um, but anyway, Emma Darling just looks like a stick-out in here. Um, her last race over the synthetic at Turfway, she stumbled at the start, was five wide, so she made a nice middle move and kind of flattened out. Um, if she runs back to any of her races last year, um, a couple of turf races especially, um, I, I think she'll, she should dust this bunch. Mike Maker and Victor LeBron, they're winning 46% together in, uh, in, in 2008, 2009. You know, re- really nice number, John. I, I like the second play off of the dirt. I think it takes a little bit of a pounding to get back on that uh, the softer going, the more the, the kinder footing of, of the poly. I love Emma Darling. I, I, I agree with you completely there. You know, my, my only question is uh, do you use underneath it? I, I, I took a look at clear cut. Did uh, you know, Rusty Arnold, did that jump out at you for, a, for an exacta? Yeah, I like that horse. And, and there's another one in here that, that as a long shot, it's got a couple of bullet works. <clears throat> Excuse me, the seven horse, Janu. Um, Bill Bradley, the horse, you know, I won a maiden special weight in pretty impressive fashion. Won by a neck, his first time out. Um, and the go well, you know, it didn't fare so well. It, it, it closed well, um, you know, made up uh, nine lengths total. But those two bullet works since the last out, I mean, that that's kind of impressive to me. I think that's a long shot to maybe put in underneath with uh, clear cut and the one sexy Rose lead maybe. All right, Mac, we've got two in the bag. Let's go for a three-bagger from John McDoolin. And the ninth at Fairgrounds on Saturday, the truly bound handicap, 60,000, Phillies and Mares four and up. 
there's a horse in here, Bear Now. I, you know, I, I couldn't get the morning line today. Um, the horse, there's only won one race on the dirt, but that is its lifetime highest buyer of 101. That was at Philadelphia Park in 2007. But the horse looks like it's coming off the layoff for Albert Stahl. You know, he's a good trainer. He's got another one in here that that uh, comes from the clouds. There's not a whole lot of speed in here. And a rhythm should be, you know, out on the lead or, or close to it. I think Bear now has got a, a shot of going uh, from uh, from gate to wire for uh, Albert Stahl. Mac, you know, I, I took a look at your horse. I, I think you got a nice five-year-old mare there by Tisnow. I, I went with my heavily signed. I'm going to go uh, Gabe Saez in the, uh, in the uh, saddle for Larry Jones. I mean, these guys are only winning 28% together in 2008 and uh, the early part of 2009, one for one at fairgrounds. But I think I'm going to have to box you up. I mean, if you're throwing it out there, I'm listening. So on where we go, Mac, we got three in the bag. Can you squeeze a fourth out? Do you have a fourth? Well, you know what? I've got a pick three at Santa Anita. I like the sixth, seventh, and eighth at Santa Anita. It's in the Santa Yanez, the San Rafael, which I, I think of those two, you've got a single. And you can maybe use two. You've got to use Alpha Kitten in the first leg, and maybe Impressive Lady is like a backup ticket. And then in, in the second leg, in the San Rafael, Square Eddie looks like he, you know, and I like the name. That's the main thing. I mean, I do Square too. Eddie. What, what, what better name could you ask for, for a horse than Square Eddie? Well, you know, a few people would have said that a square peg round hole wouldn't have fit for me. But, you know, I, I do like Square Eddie and actually uh, saw a, a few races under under his belt, which makes me like him even that much more. And uh, I, I think that uh, you've uh, you've given out a few that I hope our listeners actually have pencil in hand. Yeah, I'm going to use those two. And then in the third leg to San Fernando, I'm going to use, uh, you know, four or five horses, Money, Wishful Tomcat, Now, Now, Now. Blues tis now, and uh, hopefully catch a, a decent price on one of those and a, and a big pick three. And, and as they tell you, Ed, it's not how much it pays, it's how many times you have it. You got that right, Mac. Mac, I'd like to thank you for joining us and taking your time to join us here on Winning Ponies and uh, talking about your career and talking about horse racing, because it's definitely been our pleasure to have you on board, Mr. John McDoolin. So thanks again, yeah. my friend. Great time. All right, you've been listening to John McDoolin, a man, the myth, and one of the good guys of racing. It was really a pleasure having him on here for Winning Ponies. When we return, we're going to be talking some white-knuckle handicapping in the final furlong here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then... Time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. 
The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Bob goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and this final furlong of the show... This is a segment where we usually do some white-knuckle handicapping for the weekend. That's what I like to call it because I like to get down and dirty and I like to prepare for it. I'd like to thank Mr. John McDoolin for taking his time out for uh, joining us and kind of cueing us into his career. I'll tell you what, there's not a more colorful guy that loves racing than John McDoolin. And as you heard, he has done every single job known to man. Good handicappers. Well, speaking of handicappers, apologize to our good man, Dangerous Dan. He calls him from Florida. He's on vacation. He has to go all the way on vacation to dodge me, but yet finds his way back in to call and had a little uh, environmental conditions maybe. Maybe just uh, the ghost in the machine did not let our man, Dangerous Dan, pass out his Tampa Bay full pick, but I wish, uh, wish I could have gotten more from him. But we will have him back on next weekend, which kind of makes it all that much better. And... I think I threw it out there, but I don't think we had any biters. I don't know if it was too hard. I don't know if you just dodged me. You can always dial me up at ed at winningponies.com, and I will always respond back to your email. Once again, ed at winningponies.com. Give you one more shot at it if you'd like to take it, one 346 9144 Once again, one 346 9144 Trivia question of the week, who is North America's leading rider? All you have to do is just call in and let me know, and we'll hook you up with some cool winning ponies gear, and you'll be really the toast of the town. And, I mean, you are going to be looking good. This weekend coming up, I like a few runners. I believe John McDoolin, our man Mac, talked about one. I'm going to start with the 11th race of Turfway, 6.5 Cincinnati Trophy, $50,000 in here up for grabs. And I think John said it all with him and Darling, Mike Maker and Victor LeBron. These guys in the last 60 days, last 60, have been winning 28% to go, 78% in the money. Hot trainer, 14 days. And we are 8 for 9 in the money. That is a hot trainer. The jockey, 17 for 37 in the last 7 days. Combined, they are 4 for 4 in the money. So you have to respect that. Last time out, stumbled at the start was 5 wide. And for me, as well as John, he said it all that uh, I think Emma Darling is a, is a deadlock. This is a very nice three-year-old filly here in the Cincinnati Trophy. I'm also going to use Clear Cut and Janu, Buff Bradley's Janu with Rodney Prescott aboard. Uh, you can throw out that last race in the go well. 
was far back and uh, rallied. I'm also going to use clear cut Mr. George Rusty Arnold. Then the second choice here, second race I should say, would be the third at Gulfstream. It's five on the turf. It's a maiden specialty. We're going to five on the turf. I love when they sprint on the turf. i got a speedster here, Jehan. Jehan is nothing but a speedster, three-year-old daughter by Forest Wildcat. Dale Romans is the trainer. Kent DeSormo in the irons, turning back from six and a half to five furlongs. And it's five on the turf. It was actually six and a half on the poly track up at Turfway Park. Had the lead. Coughed it up just a little bit. She got a little leg weary. She's ran everywhere from Churchill, Saratoga, Keeneland, Turfway. Now five on the turf. I think this might be the right move. Dale Romans, quite the conditioner. This guy can get it done. So I'm going to go with Jehan in the third at Gulfstream on Saturday. Eighth race at Gulfstream. We got another mile on the turf. It is the Dania Beach, 100000 bucks up for crab, and that is not chump change. I like Kopitar, J.J. Castellano, for George Rusty Arnold. Quoting, quoting him in the Daily Racing Forum about three to four years ago, I prep for two meets and two meets only. I come rested. My horses are ready. Keeneland and Gulfstream. George Rusty Arnold trains this three-year-old gelding by military. Actually, the dam of this horse, Vindicate, has one turf winner from three starters, and that would have been on November 8th at Churchill. Wins a nice allowance to lifetime. Wins as the overwhelming favorite. Kopitar looks really, really good. J.J. Castellano is a 15% winning turf rider, 45% in the money. And the last 60 days, George Arnold and J.J. Castellano team up to win 25% of the time. So in the eighth race at Gulfstream, the $100,000 Dania Beach, I like Kopitar. Then we go on to the fifth race at beautiful Santa Anita. Having a little trouble with their track, but I think they're going to have everything all ironed out. And in here, I love Spanish Bunny. We're going six and a half on the turf, the downhill, maiden special weight. The fifth race at Santa Anita. Spanish Bunny, take a look last time. Optional claiming 80000 Back in against maidens today, this three-year-old filly by unusual heat has the services of a little-known rider by the name of Rafael Bejarano. What do you think the odds are going to be? The odds are not out yet. I'm looking at Spanish Bunny, and Spanish Bunny looks like the real deal Holyfield. Bejarano aboard here, actually 15 for 26 the last seven days. Had a little bit of Santa Anita on. Watching Bejarano ply his trade and do it very well. Also going to take a little bit of heat in there is a runner by the name of Closing speed, Patrick Husbands for Mark Cassie might want to box those two up. But I'm going to go with Spanish Bunny in the fifth at Santa Anita. On to race number six at Santa Anita for Saturday. It is seven furlongs to Santa Ynez. Grade two event. And I like this one a whole, whole lot. Avita, Argentina. Garrett Gomez aboard for John Sadler. John Sadler is winning 19% on the all-weather Yes, the all-weather service, 20%. He's winning 50% in the money. I believe this is a maturing gal coming into her own. Avija Argentina was ridden by Tyler Bates off of a win, four wide into the lane and rallied last time, going seven panels. 
two-back ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly. It's a grade one event. This is a grade two. But more importantly, it's seven furlongs. Take a look at the two seven furlong races, the Del Mar debutante against Stardom Bound, who won in the Breeders' Cup. Avita Argentina has actually beat Stardom Bound. So if that means anything to you whatsoever, Gomez taking the mount. Now, Tyler Bates is a fine rider in his own right. Gomez taking the mount is a big move. John Sadler, these guys went 36% in the last 60 days together, 52% in the money, and just shot a bullet seven days ago. And that would be the sixth race, the San Inez Handicap out of San Anita, grade two. I like Avita Argentina. Seventh race, you got it, San Anita, the grade three San Rafael Stakes. Very nice company indeed. Grade three, a hundred grand up for the taking here. And in here, I love Square Eddie. We have a three year old Colt. Two hundred thousand dollars they paid and the Keeneland sales ring. Really looks good. Nice looking son of Smart Strike here. Once again, Rafael Bejarano in the saddle, looking good. Third start in the United States. First time out of Keeneland, smokes them like smoked meat. Comes right back in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Rail trip game, but was beaten by Midshipman, who is also on the worldwide view of three-year-olds. Square Eddie, as John McDoolan said, I love the name of the horse. I think he was just kind of kidding me a little bit about it. Cutting back from a mile and a sixteenth to a mile, grade one to grade three company. I don't think you could ask for anything more. So there you have it, my friends. There is the weekend in racing. It is coming up, and I once again implore you, please dial up www.winningponies.com and check it out before you head out to the races. Well, time flies when you're talking horses. It always does. So before you head out to the track, make sure you dial up Winning Ponies, and always remember, may your winnies, winners be many and your photos be few. Best of luck. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.